day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Genesis Gems episode 64, where we cover Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. I am one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Hey, it's Aaron. What's going on, guys? What's up, Aaron? And we got a special guest this time. Can that special guest introduce themselves? Everyone, this is Drew Coed. It's Drew. Andrew. Big, uh, no way. <laughs> big supporter I, on I Patreon. I say his name all the time <laughs> during my Ask Aaron segment. You do. And... Patreon supporter. Absolutely. Friend of the show, Patreon supporter. Really glad That's to have him on the show bad. today. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So Andrew got to pick the game, and it's a uh, good uh, Halloween-themed game as well. We're in October here. It's October 28th, the day we're recording this. You probably won't hear this a couple days after that. But we'll be covering Moonwalker, some creepy stuff in there. It's Michael Jackson, so, you know, good Halloween-themed game. It always brings back the thriller memories for me, but, uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that later. But, uh, yeah. yeah, how you guys doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm. It feels like deja vu because here I am telling my kids to stop talking in a much more calm voice, but I can <laughs> I can hear them in the background right now. But uh, <laughs> it's going pretty well. Got to play quite a bit of Sega today and have a relaxing day and take a nap in the middle of the afternoon, which is always nice. That's like the, the the dream goal when you have kids. Like, can I take a nap? That's great. Even more than playing video games now, it's like. Can I just have an undisturbed nap? That would be great. But don't you feel just a little guilty? I always do. Yes, I'll wake I up and I'm like, guilty. oh, I just wasted two hours and my kids are sleeping. Uh, yeah. I'm targeting 2024 for my nap. That's that's going to be the year. That's the most. It always feels like it's longer, <laughs> but it's really like 10 minutes. Yeah. Not yeah. me, man. I go out. <laughs> Good deal. So how you been, Drew? Andrew? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And, uh, yeah, I've not quite had that relaxing of a day, but, uh, but overall it's been a good day. I've had the last almost hour to myself in the man cave playing nice. some of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, so good. He's, I'm on he's, stage five. Nice. He's on recovery. He was on the Two Dudes in the Nest podcast, so he's kind of recovering from that bad experience. So uh, It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> we, rough. Uh, you know, we'll bring him on here, get, him, get, get some more positive vibes out of him, so, you know. No, yep. kidding. Yep. <laughs> what up, dudes? I, I did I did plug Genesis Gems on that show. You did, so. and I appreciate that. I heard that, and I was like, yes. <laughs> so cool. But uh, I've been all day at a, at a birthday party. If uh, any of you old school Nick Stevens podcast listeners remember old Ryan from the Two Dudes, or uh, from the Two Dudes, from the NES podcast, uh, I went to his house and uh, celebrated his youngest daughter's birthday, so that was fun. We played some games down in his man cave, snuck off while the kids played upstairs, so I had a good time. Uh, Retro game or something newer? No, it was NBA 2K17. I think, but I was oh, nice. playing okay. some retro teams, you know, playing with the old uh, Celtics, Larry Legend, all that stuff. So. Kind of retro. Nice. I just picked up, I just picked up NBA Live 18, the new uh, NBA Live after yeah. the hiatus that that series has had. And, um, I played a demo of it and I thought it was pretty good. And then it has, actually has WNBA in there, which I thought was cool. And uh, it was only thirty bucks, I think, new. So I was like, hey, this is the right way to go. Very cool. For some yeah. reason, I thought I heard the W. I was like. Thinking WWE for some reason. <laughs> That's why I laughed. I wasn't laughing at the WNBA. I don't know what, why my brain went that way, but I was like, they, they put wrestlers in a basketball game. That's awesome. That would be cool. Yeah, I have. That would be cool. I have some, but, no. Yeah, I have something to confess. I've been playing a lot of this. <laughs> oh yes. Oh no. I'm glad it's on video and we can't. Hear we won't. We won't speak of that. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. 
<laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I can tell my story. I almost told it on the Two Dudes in an S podcast of why I don't have a Switch. And uh, I, I thought I might offend some people on that show, but the, the Gemsters might appreciate my story if you want to hear it real quick. Yeah. So, Let's hear it. Go for it. Um, so I, I did mention on that last podcast that um, kind of the reason what got me back into my retro gaming phase here was having a kid and then uh, moving those two things combined. I found out I had way too many systems. I had like 22 different video game console <laughs> systems, you know, and and a bunch of games and everything. So, you know, after packing all that stuff up and moving it, I realized I got to consolidate. So I, I pared down to, as far as retro systems, uh, just the Sega Genesis, Nintendo, and Super Nintendo. And I've been trading in a bunch of stuff since then. Well, in doing that, I found this new retro game shop called Games Ahoy in uh, Loveland, Colorado. And they're really cool. And one day I went in there. I had a game. Uh, they put you on like a wait list if you were looking for a particular game that they don't have in stock. Well, they, they got the game in stock. It was like only $6. Went in there. And as I purchased it, they said, hey, do you want to enter a contest to win the new Nintendo Switch? And I'm like, uh, sure, why not? And, you know, a few days later, I got a call. This is the day I'm sitting here waiting to hear about selling my house, like waiting to hear if there's an offer on my house. My phone rings. And it's the owner of this shop saying, hey, you want a Nintendo Switch? And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> great. Thanks. And, you know, hey, I'll come in the next day or two and pick it up. That'll be great. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, I don't really want a Nintendo Switch. But what I do want is a Retron 5. So then I called him back and they said, hey, do you mind if I, instead of taking that Switch, just get some store credit? So he's like, ah, oh, sure. Because the Switch was pretty high. It was brand new at the time. And he didn't. He wouldn't. Wasn't gonna have a hard time selling it. So I actually chose instead of having a Nintendo Switch to get my Retron Five and then some store credit and pick up a couple of old retro games. So you know, <laughs> I, awesome. I I actually was given a free Switch and I chose not to have it. So you know, that's that's more of my my Sega fanboy coming out there. But I haven't been into new newer Nintendo consoles in in quite some time. I kind of stopped really with my my love for nintendo stuff at the super nintendo but you know i i had a gamecube i played that my wife had a wii played some of that but there's some there's some good games on there's some some gems we'll say on those <laughs> yeah. systems but but uh it's not not really my forte anymore so sweet yep awesome man. I, I do like my switch but yeah i'm actually on a few switch up episodes on the two dudes feed so yeah sorry about that gemsters but uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll move on from that. <laughs> so, so again, I've heard you've, you've done a you've done an admirable job, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, guys, if you want to connect with the Genesis Gems, you can find us on the web at genesisgemspodcast.com. Go there out there, check out our articles. I believe Nick DeMarco is going to be writing some new articles soon. Uh, he seems to be kind of moving around the dungeon a little bit more than usual, so uh, check out that. Uh, also, go out there and check out our ranking. Uh, I will be updating that soon. It's a little bit behind, but we do rank all the games we've covered on the show, so go out there and check that out. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our group where all the interaction happens. You can help us decide if these games are gem, good, garbage at uh, facebook.com slash group slash Send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Gems. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, and we are part 
part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. And again, Patreon, patreon.com slash Genesis Gems, where Andrew also donates and gets to be part of the show. He's going to be part of some other stuff as well. Uh, we're going to do a Retro Junk Box soon. That's coming up soon for details for that for some of you guys. And uh, go out there, check it out. $1 a month gets you some great episodes. $3 a month gets you uh, Hawkster stuff and uh, from Landon. So there's so much more you can do out there. Patreon.com slash Genesis Gems. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, that was a that was a mouthful. I usually stutter a lot more for that, don't I, Aaron? It's usually a yeah, I do. It's <laughs> pretty interesting. You did great today. Thank you. I need some encouragement. Give you a gold sticker. Gold sticker. <laughs> was that all by memory? I have a outline here that kind of lists some of that. <laughs> some of that was. Well, you're supposed to say yes. It's oh yeah, by memory. I am that good. Yeah. <laughs> I am that good. Steel trap mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we don't have any listener business. No new emails. Uh, no new iTunes reviews. Uh, so keep those coming. Love the iTunes reviews. Love the emails. Um, so if you guys want to interact with us in a different way, don't want to be on Facebook or don't have Facebook. I know some folks out there don't have Facebook. Yes, use an email. Really appreciate reading those. So uh, without anything else, we will go on to our next segment, and this is Sega Snippets. Test one two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. Well, guys, I haven't been playing too much Sega other than the game we've been playing, other than the game we'll be covering on our next Patreon show, which is Shinobi for Game Gear. Not going to talk much about that, but really enjoying that. And uh, y'all, who do, for those of you who don't have Patreon, aren't supporting on that, go check that game out. It's definitely worth uh, giving it a shot. But uh, other than that, I haven't really been doing too much Sega. Uh, how about you all? I thought, the way you said it, I thought you said... Shinobi is great. Shinobi. Shinobi. <laughs> Shinobi. Shinobi. I probably did. <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't, but I probably did. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll jump in. Um, you know, leave the best for last for Drew there. Yes, sir. Oh, thanks. So, so for me, uh, you know, I've been playing a lot of uh, Shining Force. I don't know if I mentioned that last episode, but I grew up with Shining Force 2, and... Shining Force was one I didn't get to play much of as a kid, but man, I've sunk some serious time into it, and I'm actually playing it at the same time I'm playing Shining Force 2, so uh, it's it's pretty interesting the little changes they made, but it, overall it still really holds up well, and uh, I don't know, strategy RPGs are just one of my favorite genres, and then I kind of, I poked around, played a few other Sega games, um... I did get to play Game Gear Shinobi a bit, and uh, it's still a shame to me. I don't think the second one came out in the States, but there was a second one also. And of course, I played uh, our game for today's episode. I also played the Game Gear version. Uh, the Game Gear, but the, uh, there wasn't a Game Gear version, surprisingly. There was a Master System version. I don't think the Game Gear was out yet until, I think, 91. Uh, but yeah, I played the Master System version... Almost as much as I played the Genesis version huh. of Moonwalking. Cool. But, nice. yeah, that's mostly it for me. So I will go ahead and turn it over to Mr. Drew. All right. Um, as far as playing, I've actually only really been playing Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. But um, I did recently, kind of recently, picked up um, the adapter, the Master System Game Gear adapter for the Retron 5. Nice. Um, I don't technically have it in my possession because I had my wife buy it for me for Christmas, so it's kind of <laughs> under the tree. sitting aside. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> under the tree, the tree that we don't have yet. It's, it's in her nice. drawer, I think, right? <laughs> but, 
Anyways, I know it. I know it's there. So <laughs> since uh, since you picked that up, I kind of decided I was going to pick up some games for both of those systems. So um, I went on eBay and I picked up. I, I bid on a copy of Shinobi since you guys were covering it for Patreon. It really had me uh, curious and intrigued about that particular version of Shinobi. And I looked about, looked at it a little bit and I heard that it's a unique version of Shinobi. So I perched. I I bid on a copy of that and Sonic Two for Game Gear. That was bundled together, and I got nice. them both for under ten bucks, nice. uh, shipped and everything. So I was super excited about that. And you know then, what they both have, have in common? What is that? They, they both have music composed by Yuzo Koshiro. Yuzo. Oh, there you go. Maybe that's what this person was. Was a huge fan of their music. So who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I uh, I went back to Games Ahoy in Loveland, and I picked up. Um, a copy of Shinobi for Master System. So I now have my first Master System game and my first Game Gear games uh, to use with the adapter. Now I just need to find, a, a, what is it, the Sega cards from the Master System. I need to find a, at least one of those to pick up. And then there's a few more Master System games I want to get. I want to get Michael Jackson's Moonwalker on Master System, um, along with Raston. I want to get that. Oh, uh, yeah. So much better than the sequel. Golden Axe Warrior. Oh, what? <laughs> Cool. Oh, yeah. Warrior, uh, Fancy that, yeah. Star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Golden Axe one. Yeah. That's, that, that'll be cool. Because that's more like a Zelda type. Yes, it Golden is. Axe it's game. really good, too. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the Game Gear one, uh, Axe Battler, is a lot more like Zelda 2. Yep. Zelda, like side scrolling? Yeah. Yeah, most oh. of it's side scrolling. So, so how, how does okay. that Game Gear adapter work? I've, I've honestly never seen that. Is it, is it good? It kind of works like a like a game genie or something. I mean, you plug your your get your game gear or master system game into it and then it plugs into the Sega Genesis okay. slot on the uh, Retron and it it's about the size of of a game genie too. I mean, it's it's a pretty big little or big little thing. Yeah, big little thing. Okay. Like a jumbo shrimp. What uh so, what's the brand? I need to check that out myself. <laughs> it's Hyperkin. It's Hyperkin. the same company that makes the Retron. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's official the official Hyperkin one, you know, so um, so far, I've actually really, really liked my my Retron Five. I've been playing a lot of my games on. I still have my old systems, but um, they and the CRT TV are down in my storage area right now. And, um, I've been just playing on this. There's a few compatibility issues, and I had some issues trying to upgrade or update the software and everything on there. But I'm hoping to get that figured out here soon. Sweet. So, yeah, I'm gonna check that. I have a bunch of Game Gear games. I don't have a Game Gear anymore. Mine broke years and years ago. And I uh, really don't. Yeah. All of them pretty much have bad capacities. Yeah, yeah. So if you replace those, it'll be better. Or you can do a... There, there is a few, like, cool mods, like an LCD mod yeah, out there. Yeah, sweet. So it's a lot better than what we had back <laughs> when the Game Boy was originally around. Because it was... You know, it might have had more colors than the Game Boy, but, man, when I had one, it was a strain to play on it. Yeah. Well, anytime the, the screen was scrolling, it was like, oh, I... Am I tired or what? That's why I love playing Shining Force on it because I didn't have to yeah, worry about that. Exactly. So, so I've I've played a lot of Game Gear games on the uh, 3DS on the uh, eShop. Yeah. Downloaded some stuff. So. What's crazy is the Game Gear has more colors than the Sega Genesis <laughs> at once. So and it has a larger color palette. It's it boggles my mind. Yeah. There's so many <laughs> Game Gear games I want to check out. I only had about ten, so there's a lot of that library I haven't got to play yet. So. Yeah, there's. I've been looking into that myself too, figuring out what I'm gonna. Add to my Game Gear collection there. I'm definitely excited about quite a few. Yeah, Alesti is probably the most impressive uh, shooter, shoot 'em up mm-hmm. game. Okay. Super solid. And then uh, there's 
Defenders of Oasis yeah. is really good. Uh, Crystal Warriors, if you like. It's a very simple strategy RPG. Okay. Much more emphasis on the battles. There's like barely any story in that one. It's pretty much here's a story and then just battle after battle after battle, but it's it's really yeah, enjoyable. When I was a kid, I played a whole lot of NBA Jam on the Game Gear. It wasn't the best in the world, <laughs> but I played a lot of it. <laughs> See, I had a Sega Nomad is what I Yeah, what I, had. I had a Nomad I also. Man, I was like that... the coolest kid in school because of that thing. That thing was amazing. I love that. I want to pick another one up because I actually traded my in, mine in back in the day to get a PS1 when that came out. And I have regretted it every day since. <laughs> well, no. Actually, I was really happy with my PS1 for the first few right. years. And then by about the time PS2 came out, I was like, I I man, I wish I saw the Nomad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, like the, the Nomad, it's just so aesthetically pleasing. Um, oh, yeah. There was like the buttons. Sega, Sega never made a better Sega Genesis controller feel <laughs> than the buttons on the Nomad and the Nomad, D-pad. Yeah. It just made me kind of frustrated that they didn't release a Sega Genesis controller like that. But yeah. you can actually hook, hook your Nomad to your TV and it doubles as a Sega Genesis. So it's like, the, from what I it's like the very first Nintendo Switch, right? <laughs> Pretty much. That's awesome. Sega was way ahead of their time in Big so time. many ways. It's amazing. That's really cool. We'll, we'll not talk about the times they ripped off <laughs> Zelda and Castlevania. Well, we will talk about the Castlevania one because it's part of Ask Aaron. Yeah. Hey-o. Whoa. Hey. What a segue. Segue. All right. Let's, let's, let's get right into it. Let's do this. Let's ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions. It's okay. And he... We'll answer them if he wants. All right. So welcome to another edition of Ask Aaron. In this edition, it looks like Nick posted a picture of me <laughs> holding some sort of indiscriminate light gun. I cropped that. Uh, no, I was holding a zapper. I was trying to make a sad face because I was holding a zapper because yeah, I'm on a It was on show. a collage and I actually downloaded that picture and cropped it. So there's a little work behind <laughs> that for me. <laughs> nice job. Thank you. Thank you. And you can see in the background... It's actually in the background of this video right now. um, That cabinet door that still won't close. (laughs) I see it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyways, on with the show here. So, first up, we have Stephen Michael asking the tough questions that no one else does. Why are waterfalls so beautiful? (laughs) And Stephen, uh, you know... It really depends. Um, I would say if you're using an RF adapter or an AV, um, you know, RCA cables and you're playing Sonic 1, uh, with the rainbow banding effect, I think that's that, that's what makes waterfalls <laughs> so beautiful. If you ever play Sonic 1 and you go buy a waterfall, it's just the most amazing thing because of the rainbow, the rainbow effect. It'll bring a tear to a grown man's eye. Right. You know what's weird, Aaron? I, I I noticed that more on a Model 1 than I did on a Model 2. Is there like a technical reason for that? Uh, Could be, were you using RF on one and AV on the other? Well, the Model 1 was modded. It was that one I had with the uh, the AV. But there was more, there was more rainbow coming down from the waterfall. Ultimately, you're going to get some regardless until you go straight to if you if you go composite composite removes it completely i just did i just didn't sometimes you have a dirty signal that was an an impromptu ask aaron (laughs) sorry hey that's all right 
All right, got to get him in while you That's can. Right. <laughs> so next question is Otto Erling Gregerson asks, why do birds suddenly appear? <laughs> why do birds suddenly appear? Every time. Every time you are near, <laughs> just like me, they long to be close to you. If I, well, that wasn't really the answer you were looking for. If, if but, I had a lighter. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so his serious question was, uh, seriously, <laughs> what do you think of the new Mario game? It stinks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, will we ever see a Sega game do anything near this good? Whoa, that's some hyperbole there. Whoa, now. <laughs> will we ever see a Sega game do anything near this good? I think we have, my friend. But it's not a 3D Sonic game. I think Sonic Mania, uh, in terms of classic Sonic, it kind of elevated that. And uh, I think Sonic Mania is a fantastic game on its own. Now, is it fair to compare it to Mario Odyssey? Uh, No, I don't think so. But, yeah, when will Sega put something um, out themselves of that quality? I think the Yakuza games are AAA top quality games nowadays. I think they always kind of have been. Um, but, yeah, I think Nintendo is kind of the best at what they do right now, which is uh, you know, 3D platformers, 3D adventure games. Sega doesn't really have much to compete with that, and the way they've been going with 3D Sonic <laughs> games is kind of, let's put Sonic on a roller coaster, and or let's put Sonic in a bad 2D, 3D game <laughs> or, you know, just a kind of a, a competent one or one that doesn't really feel like Sonic. It's kind of too floaty like Sonic 4. <laughs> um, not all the 3D Sonics are bad, but I think we've been over this before. <laughs> so, Dan, Dan Tola, my buddy Dan asks, why is OutRun so good? You know, I think uh, back when Sega was just cranking out those arcade titles like Outrun and Hang On and uh, Space Harrier, I don't know they they had this. I like the technology for one, like that. Uh, was it Super Scaler? It was that technology they used to give that fake 3D effect, and I think it just worked really well, especially with Outrun. Just the sense of speed was amazing in that game. And there's always that one more go, especially with the, the branching paths. I think if you try to compare it to other racers, like a pole position around that time where you were trying to get to a finish line, uh, the difference was with OutRun, you just kept going, right? It was kind of like a seamless transition, if I remember right. And, of course, having a significant other in the car with you berating you for driving like a, a dum-dum. There's um, <laughs> something quite like that experience, and I'm sure both of you guys have, have had that same feeling, too. So. <laughs> so, Timmy Mac asks, what's your favorite Star Wars-based game? It doesn't have to be Sega. I'd also like to know Nick's uh, that doesn't void the Ask Aaron policy. <laughs> also, Trues, if he has uh, ones, he's the guest. Okay, so I'll get it out of the way real quick here. My favorite is the original Star Wars arcade game. Nice. Uh, I, I think Vector Graphics, 
um, are timeless. And I always loved the graphics in that game. And the sound effects were perfect for the time, I think. And it's just an endlessly replayable game to me. It's pretty short, but it's just a ton of fun. Uh, now, I haven't played Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, or I'm sure if I actually play that, I'd probably say that game. But I have not played it, which makes me think that's probably Nick's favorite. <laughs> wow, you know me too well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the first one. Um, when I got that on the Xbox, my goodness, I never was a huge at that point in my life, I didn't play a lot of RPGs, but this 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 made me fall in love with Bioware. Um, playing this game and being able to choose your path, the story was so good. I won't spoil it for anybody, but it's again, it's one of those games where you kind of wake up, you don't know who you are, and you kind of pick your path as you go, and then the story kind of opens up. You find out who you really are, blah, blah, blah. But uh, that game is so good. Even though it's... Uh, I, I like more action RPGs. I like being able to have an attack button. Uh, this doesn't quite have that. It has uh, the battle system, and it's more of a, you know, here's all your action. Go ahead and line them up. You run up to the guy, and, you know, kind of auto does it. It's not really turn-based. It can be. You can kind of pause the game and let it uh, go turn-based. But uh, the storyline's so good on this. You get to pick your actions, which is, you know, pretty much what Bioware does now. Every Bioware game you play, you get to kind of choose your dialogue kind of thing. So it's kind of a great RPG with a little bit of, a, you know, some kind of action-adventure type uh uh, controls in it and such, but uh, love that game. Can't say enough about it. I never played the sequel, believe it or not. Um, I didn't have it on the Xbox. My Xbox actually broke before that game came out, and I uh, moved on to the PlayStation 2 when that happened. But uh, uh, actually, you know, I bought the uh, PC version of the second game, and it wasn't loaded on my computer, so never played it. But uh, that is by far the best uh, uh, Star Wars game I've played. I beat it three or four times on the Xbox. I beat it twice on PC. So <laughs> beat it once on my iPad. <laughs> so <laughs> I've played that game a lot. And what about you, Mr. Drew? Um, those are two great choices, by the way, guys. Um, to not steal one of yours, uh, to go different, I'm going to probably Wars say... <laughs> Star Wars chess. Um, it's on Sega CD. Let me, let me do some blaspheme here and say maybe Super Star Wars. Um, okay. The Super Star Wars games on Super Nintendo were all really good. I was never a big fan of the Mode 7 portions of those games. But the side-scrolling action was second to none. I really enjoy that. Uh, they're tough as nails, but they're really good. Um, so all three of those, really Super Star Wars, Super Empire Strikes Back, Super Turn of the Jedi, all really good. Um, maybe I would give a little shout-out to what I feel is maybe an underappreciated Star Wars game, which is The Force Unleashed. I thought that was really good. Those were, good. Uh, those were a lot of fun. Republic Commando was good. There's a lot the of original good uh, Battlefront Two was actually really yeah. good. Awesome. Yeah, I got yeah. a lot on the GameCube with my buddy. Yeah. Oh yeah, sweet. Honorable honorable mention Jedi Outcast. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and like the Jedi Rogue Squadron Jedi series. Yeah. Really this good. is good Star Wars games. And then 64 yeah. Rogue Squadron. Yeah. yeah. I even yeah. solid stuff. You know, I'm just talking too much about Nintendo though. I need to get off the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, you know, it's crazy because I think Sega and Nintendo have both done well uh, with the Star Wars franchise and Namco. Um, but Sega did Star Wars Trilogy, which was really cool. Um, there were actually some really decent Star Wars first-person shooters uh, well before, you know, we had things like the new uh, EA Star Wars games. So, yeah. So that was a good question there. 
Uh, you know, good job sneaking in a three-parter there. <laughs> Three people. So Nick DeMarco asks, Aaron, listen, it's okay. The zapper is better than the Master System light gun. Hey, excuse me, it's called a phaser? <laughs> yeah, excuse us. <laughs> yes. And so Nick says, deal with it. Oh, and Aaron, what do you think about genre mashing games like Golf Story that had that 16-bit feel? Um... I think it's great. I think I mentioned this before, but uh, you have to remember there were a few games on the TurboGrafx-16 that were like, let's smash together an RPG and a Formula One racer. Let's smash, you know, it was like a car RPG. And then there was like a, uh, a tennis RPG. It was like, all right, well, you know, every time you bump into someone, it's a tennis match. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all about that yeah. live. I think it's really cool. I just soaked, I think more games should do I it. I just soaked 15 plus hours in the golf story. That game was fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely want to play that one. Um, so, oh boy. Mr. Andrew Cohen. <laughs> guy on the show. What is your favorite thing about Andrew Cohen? <laughs> his rugged good looks? The dull set tones in his voice? His unparalleled intellect? Or love it. his luscious beard? You know, just uh, getting the chance to look at your face <laughs> and that lovely beard of yours. That's, whew. <laughs> you know what? It reminds me of my father. I'm going to go with the beard. Good choice. Son. Wonderful. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's a quick story about my father and his uh, epic beard. I remember the first time that my dad dropped me off. I was uh, going to be part of a band in high school. Just a... A few of my friends, we were going to be in a band and uh, play some rock and roll. And I brought my keyboard over. And so my dad's dropping me off at my friend's house. I get out of the car and they see my dad. And I'm like, is that ZZ Top? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, ZZ Top isn't just one guy. It's a, Evans, right? <laughs> that's right. It's actually. Me guys, two with the long beards, but yeah, it was back when my dad had a super long beard. Uh, you're getting there, Andrew. It's okay, good. I'm trying. I'm look. I'm okay. trying to get to wizard status. Is really my goal. <laughs> well, I like how you can still see your face. I think that's a cool effect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, pull it off nicely. Thank you, sir. Some people, Thank it's kind of like a lumberjack or something, and you just can't see any other face anymore. Comes like Santa Claus. <laughs> Got to trim it up every now and again. Yeah. All right. So let's see here. <laughs> so Nick DeMarco says, my answer is all of that. This isn't my question. And, and you said, uh, I've always liked you, Nick. Clearly you are wise and highly intelligent. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So Brody Pebble. Pedal. Pebble. <laughs> Brody Pebble, Brody Pebble. The cereal. Brody Pebble. <laughs> Barney Rubble. Uh, Brody Pebble asks, why do you use the Jeopardy theme in the opener to your Ask Aaron segment? Is it because you can't just get enough of Jeopardy Deluxe Edition on the Zeke Genesis? <laughs> oh, well, Brody. Uh, you know, that is the theme song. Um, while the Jeopardy theme wasn't composed by Rob Luther, he did, in fact, use that theme for our segment here and decided to lend his wonderful voice and that's how we ended up with the Ask Aaron theme and then Joshua Witt once guested on the show and he had an alternate thing which I think was Ask Aaron which was like <laughs> Crossfire 
So, you know, it just these, these things just kind of happen. Um, I I think I've spent more time with Jeopardy Sports Edition, and I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I love that game. But I remember playing that on my Nomad and just really stinking it up. <laughs> so, uh, moving on here, my brother Gordon. Uh, Gordon Hickman asks, who is, was your favorite, I will say, mediocre, to keep it family friendly, <laughs> who is your favorite mediocre developer on any Sega console? And this one was kind of, I can think of a lot of, like, kind of mediocre publishers, uh, like Flying Edge, who have only only put out a few, and that's a claim, only put out a few good to great games on the Sega Genesis. But the company that I think really steals the show as far as just mediocrity in terms of... Uh, all the games that came out on the Sega Genesis that they put out. Um, Accolade. Hmm. Yeah. So, Accolade... Um, I'm trying to find a list of games here, because I was just looking them over here. Hardball. And so, <laughs> I remember that one. Well, yeah, Hardball was okay, but... Yeah. Just... No. So, Test Drive was okay. Star Control is probably one of their better ones, but... Um, so it wasn't like zero the best. Did they do zero tolerance? Yeah, zero tolerance was was, uh, was decent. Okay. Um, but you know, Bubsy, <laughs> the two balls, um, it's not so great. Um, you also also had their ports of Turrican and Turrican Two, where they butchered it and turned it into Universal Soldier. They just did not. Um, handle these ports well and they're still fun games because the core game is still in there somewhere um, but some of their ports are just kind of shoddy uh, like Onslaught wasn't a great game to begin with but it's pretty much a terrible boring game on the Sega Genesis Winter Challenge which is kind of um, it kind of plays like Winter Games a bit but Kind of slow and sluggish. You had their port of Double Dragon. Um, these, these, some of these games were under their ballistic line, but um, yeah, Double Dragon. I remember being pretty decent, but the music was really bad. Um, just they didn't know just, Sega hardware. Just can't work on a Double Dragon game. It's got to be good. You need great sound, which is why I. I mean, it looks a lot better than the NES version. But the NES version, why does the NES version sound better? It just doesn't, yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. And um, Barkley Shut Up and Jam. <laughs> I, like, I mean, do I really... I like that game. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nostalgia, though. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Barkley Shut Up and Jam guy oh, is the best. Wonderful game. <laughs> PC <laughs> RPG. <laughs> okay, so I think that should answer your question, Gordon. Um, so moving on here, Ashley Gibson asks, do you have a favorite T or M rated game published by Sega after their withdrawal from the console market? I really like this question because it seemed like, um, we weren't sure what Sega was going to do after they stopped publishing consoles. And well, you know, they actually, um, developed a bunch of teen and mature rated games, um, you have stuff like Gungrave on the Xbox. Uh, I think even Panzer Dragon Order. Um, well, Shenmue 2 was definitely um, 
teen or mature, I can't remember which one. And then you had stuff like um, later on, you would have Bayonetta, yeah. which was developed by Platinum, published by Sega, or the Persona games. And then you've got Yakuza. <laughs> My favorite's probably got to be the Yakuza, Yakuza, Yakuza games. Definitely the most mature, but I have not really played uh, Bayonetta. I know it's on PC now, so I can probably pick it up. But I haven't played Bayonetta. I haven't played Mad World, which is another Platinum Games title on Wii. I, I, um, have, I have that one. I've never pumped yeah. it in. I bought it and never played it. Do it. Maybe we'll do a, an episode on that. Oh, maybe did, we'll did they, yeah. Did they publish Condemned Criminal Origins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they did. That was a pretty cool That's, game. I really like that game, yeah. Um, the I second one's like, good, too. Yeah. Um, I played the first one a bit on PC. Yeah, I think it was a pretty pretty neat. It was game. like a 360 launch title, wasn't it? Yeah, Close to it was. Yeah, was my Xbox 360 on... red lo- or uh, red ring during playing my me playing condemned. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, oh. yeah, never forget that. I was like, what the heck happened here? Every time, before every time it I played really well. Known. Yeah, every time I played a Mass Effect game, I got red ring. I had it like three times. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, that was that was the fate of uh, Xbox owners, unfortunately. <laughs> so um, the other one I thought of was definitely House of the Dead Oakill, which has a ton of swearing and yeah, uh, innuendo and all sorts of stuff in that game. It's insane. But typing in the Dead Overkill is even better, in my opinion, just because I always love typing typing games. So. There you go. So Stephen Kyer asks, why was Master of Darkness for the Sega Master System only released in Europe and not Japan nor North America? Why would they opt for Vampire Master of Darkness for a release in uh, North America Japan? And um, yeah. And please explain why they would make such a good game on the Master System five years after the Sega Genesis was released. <laughs> so I can kind of break this one down for you. So Master of Darkness, which I mentioned earlier, is a huge, huge, huge Castlevania ripoff. <laughs> By Sega, but it's still a pretty decent game. So the story is, they had a port of it on uh, Game Gear over here in the States, and it was on the Master System, but only in Europe. In Europe, the Master System was a lot more popular, and uh, the games were a lot cheaper. You know, it was cheaper to buy games on the system that people had, and it kicked the Nintendo's butt over there. I think you had to wait till the, the the SNES, as they call it, the Super Nintendo, until Nintendo really had a foothold in in Europe because their distribution just wasn't what Sega's was. Sega just had this uh, this great distribution and and links with uh, companies that sold games at supermarkets, and uh, they just had a strong foothold. So the Master System though it was kind of petering out in North America and being supplanted by like the Sega Genesis and the Game Gear. It's just how it worked. Um, so by 1991, I think it was, or 92, Sega was like, you know what? We've got this game that's pretty good. Why don't we put it on the Game Gear? Game Gear was a huge deal um, in North America. So that's kind of the simple answer. Though I do agree with you that it's a much better game on the Master System, mostly due to the fact that you've got a bigger playing field. 
which is kind of the same problem that plagued uh, Mega Man on the Game Gear. It's just the, the playing area is way too small. Yeah. So Daniel Walker asks, I see we have a zapper. Is that an endorsement for two dudes? Uh, the two dudes I know. And you know what? No, it's not. <laughs> it is not. Never. Would never give them the satisfaction. <laughs> Speaking of light guns, what is your opinion of the Menacer? I picked up the six-game pack in Cartridge for about a year ago, but haven't come across the gun. Is it worth to seek it out? Um, also, what is love? <laughs> That's great. So, the Menacer. I had one as a kid, and I could never get it to work, is what I remember. Um, I, I don't know what was wrong with it. I got one for my birthday one year. And we had Terminator 2, which is a great game in the arcade. And I had that six-pack you're talking about. But I could never, ever get it to work. So while I think the Menacer is cool, if it works, I don't know, man. It's just, I felt like Sega and Super and, and Nintendo were kind of competing with each other over who could make the most ridiculous-looking gun in the 16-bit era. Now, the, the Super Scope obviously wins in the ridiculous <laughs> department because it's just... The stupidest, biggest piece of junk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Menacer is kind of runner-up. I mean, it's not. It's definitely not my favorite. I think the Phaser just looked better. Just better looking. Um, so yeah, it's it's all right. I guess if you can get it working. I am a bigger fan of the Justifier, to be honest. Even though the, the colors were wacky. Blue and pink. Patent. I thought the Patent. Justifier... That name's just button. better, too. No. Justifier. I just love that name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, like, the other... The alternate title could have been The Adjudicator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, let's see here. Sean Robinson asks, looks at that photo. <laughs> Are these questions giving a headache to you, Aaron? Were your children talk too much again? You know what? Listen to the beginning of this show. No, my kids are finally asleep. Uh, everything is good. The galaxy is at peace. We're, we're, we're solid. So, Ian McGarry, if the song What is Love was a Sega game, which one would it be? P.S. What is Love? Uh, it would be Combat Cars. Yes. <laughs> it would definitely be Combat Cars. Go seek that game out um, by Accolade. Yeah, yeah. And listen to the soundtrack, and you will definitely get the answer to What is Love. <laughs> so Dan Kelly asks, "What is the most overplayed Genesis tune, and do you love it anyway?" Um, I would say it's probably Sonic One Level One theme, and ooh, which is our theme song. So. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? I I will say this: kind of get tired of the original song, but I like the cover that's on our show. That's what I can say about that. Because, yeah, I, I've definitely heard the original song enough times in my life. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. He's good. The other one would probably be uh, Go Straight, Streets of Rage 2. But I can hear the Streets of Rage. I think the Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack is just better than the Sonic 1 yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. So, And even the Streets of Rage 1 soundtrack. So I'm fine with that. Chris Vanderhoof. Chris. Asked. I need to clarify my question from last time. I know you guys were on two dudes in a tangent whew, before. <laughs> what I meant was, would you ever go back on their show? Make me proud with the correct answer. 
Oh, <laughs> you know what, Chris? Uh, you know what? Maybe if they paid us money. Yeah. Have to pay us some Patreon bucks. No, they already well, donate to our show, so it's kind <laughs> of um. I think we're obligated to show up on one of their shows. Probably. No, you know what? Here's the thing. We don't show up on their show. They show up on our show. That's right. And they put it on their feed. So we we never, <laughs> never do we get on their show. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Wasn't Chris okay. on their show one time? Yeah. He's been on their show once, and now he wants to come on Retro Obscura because um, suddenly he's the expert of everything. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> kidding, buddy. <laughs> but he's so excited. He's like, "Oh man, I love this game. Let me be on. Let me be on your show." And then I actually talked to him. He's like, "No, man, I don't know if I want to be on the show. You don't want me on show because I don't." He's just I'm like, the "Expert of everything." You can't talk yourself up. And then like I talk to you, like, "No, man, you don't want me on your show." I did. You know, I bombed on two dudes. And like, no, it you, wasn't you were fine. It was good. It wasn't that bad. Just turn your mic down. So Jim Jones asks, "Is this the real life?" And uh, I loved Ashley Gibson's answer, which was his answer was, uh, "Is this just fantasy with a PH?" Yeah, I saw so that. I'm gonna leave it at that. that. That was great. Great. I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, caught in the landslide, no escape from reality. That's what a deal. Yes. So, Gabe Van Gilder asks, "Since you carry Zapper, my friend, what's your favorite shooting game?" I love Duck Hunt, and that shooter game that came with the Sega Master System, I think. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the game was, Shooting Range or something like that. Uh, one where you were, I think, on a minecart. There was like a Safari one. Uh, I remember playing a few. But, okay, so to answer your question, my favorite game, bar none, is Snatcher. Because it has just justifier support, but an actual light gun game, the whole game, would probably be Lethal Enforcers 2. Ooh, yeah. I just, I just love that game. I had it on Sega CD. I had Lethal Enforcers 1 and 2 on Sega CD, and 2 uh, is just, I love the setting. Old West has always appealed to me, and uh, I, I like the the voices and the, you couldn't hit the rats out of a barn, just. <laughs> The chase sequence, it's, to me, the first Lethal Enforcers is, is pretty cool, but I liked the style of the second game quite a bit more. And that was our final question in the Ask Aaron Sweet. podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> podcast-a-thon. If you'd like to donate to Aaron, find him on Patreon at patreon.com slash askaron. <laughs> Shoot, I might eventually. Don't want to compete, though. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right, guys. Well, let's get right into the next section here. Hey, Aaron, game on. Game on. Hey, Drew, game on. Game on. I love it. Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! All right. Michael Jackson's Walker on the Sega Genesis. I uh, want to go to some memories here. I'll, I'll start first. Uh, so I had a lot of memories of this game. My first memory, actually, was of the arcade game. Uh, we had a department store called Hills, uh, across the river from where I lived. It was only about 10 minutes away. I mentioned it in another podcast. You know, I played uh, Turtles in Time there. I played Golden Axe there. 
uh, played some other Konami beat em up game. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> some, but uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker was there too. There was always just one corner of the store where they had an arcade machine, and uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker was one of them. And I love that. So if you guys haven't seen the arcade game, it's it's more beat em up esque. Uh, it's kind of isometric, and I think three players can play at one time. You have the Michael Jackson in the Smooth Criminal outfit uh, for the first player, and then he has the outfit for the other three players, but they're kind of like one's black, I think one's red as well. So, uh, love that game. So, whenever I saw uh, the Sega Genesis had a version, I rented it. And uh, the first time I rented it, I was a little disappointed because I thought, oh, it's not the beat em up game. Uh, but the more I played it, the more I did enjoy it. And I, I ended up buying it, um, and then ended up selling it, and then I ended up buying it again last week. I'll talk more about that later. <laughs> but uh, really, really uh, good memories of this game. You know, I think everyone who's anybody that grew up in the 80s and 90s had fond memories of something Michael Jackson, whether it was the music or, uh, you know, just he was just a pop icon. So uh, having him on the on you know in the movies and on the video game and uh, just kind of. It was just kind of a good memories there, so uh, that was kind of my big memory. Uh, kind of more stemmed from the arcade, but also did play a lot of the Genesis games. Uh, how about you guys? Um, I think for me, uh, it was one of our. It was one of the first games that we rented on the Sega Genesis when we first got one. And of course, I mentioned the NES was my first system. Sega Genesis was my second one that I remember playing, and yeah, I was already shoot. I was already a huge Michael Jackson fan by the time I was just getting out of diapers. <laughs> so I never played the arcade game until I was older, but I definitely, we didn't have a master system, so it was all about the Sega Genesis. Yeah. And yeah, the game kind of blew my mind at the time because Michael Jackson was kind of everywhere, you know? Thriller was my favorite video, followed by, you know, like, the only music videos I could really remember around 1990 and 91 were Michael Jackson videos, you know? I remember Bad. I remember we had the Moonwalker anthology movie, which kind of collected a bunch of um, Michael Jackson videos yeah. and added some new stuff to it. So, yeah, I've... Man, I was already a huge Michael Jackson fan, already becoming a huge Sega fan, and... Uh, you know, the, the music, being a huge fan of the Michael Jackson music, uh, yeah, I was just kind of blown away as a kid. Nice. Nice. I, I have a similar story. I mean, obviously, um, I chose the game, so I <laughs> do have a soft spot in my heart for it. Um, I actually never owned Michael Jackson Moonwalker growing up. Um, I do remember it was like 89, 90, so it would have been like the summer after my sixth grade year i'm i'm old enough to where in my area elementary school was first through sixth junior high was seven through nine and then high school was 10 11 and 12. so this was between elementary and uh and junior high uh we got our genesis and when that happened i went to this local rental place called b and j walked down there with my buddy and uh, I saw Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, and I had no idea it even existed at the time. And it was rented out. And I know I went there, like, because they only had one or two copies, probably, you know, but you could still see the card on the, sh or the box on the shelf. And um, I know I went there, like, three or four times before I finally was able to rent it, and I felt so privileged to be able to play this game. I felt like I was something really special. And 
I remember I only rented it that one time and then I tried finding it again and I could never rent it again and then I looked for it at different stores. I could never find it at stores to buy. And life just went on and it was kind of this like, you know, legendary thing in my brain of there was that Michael Jackson Moonwalker game that was just amazing. And then I found the arcade game somewhere and I played that and I was like, this is even better. And like, I love that arcade machine. Uh, that is that is fantastic as well. Probably better than the, than the Genesis version, but still the Genesis version is fantastic. And, and, you know, it wasn't until the, I would say like late 90s, maybe early 2000s, uh, the early days of eBay, um, when I really kind of started getting that itch to pick up all the games and systems and stuff that I had. This is why I ended up with 20-something systems uh, that I that I never could have or had when I was a kid. And I, I would think it was probably the first purchase I made or one of the first purchases I made in, from eBay uh, was picking up Michael Jackson's Boomwalker for the Sega Genesis. And then uh, that was when I finally actually played it to completion and beat the game. And I've played it a few times since and, and beat it a few times. Um, it's... It was just one of those things that always had this like legend status in my head and never really got the time it deserved until well after the game was out, you know, almost a decade after it was out when I finally actually played it to completion and owned it and had a copy in my hand that I could hold and, and knew it was really real and it wasn't just like a figment of my imagination from my childhood, you know? So, uh, but I have it now and I love it and, you know, it's, it's one of those games that I pop in from time to time. Um, just for a little catharsis, just it makes you feel good, you know. It's it's a simple game, you know, for the most part, and it's just the music's great, and it's just really easy to kind of lay back and forget about the rest of the world and play this game. So, so I really like it. Sweet. Yeah, I think everyone listening, you know, if they were around that era, probably had some type of memory with this game or with Michael Jackson in, in general. I'm sure we'll get more into that. Uh, as far as some of the specs goes for this, for the Genesis version, it was published and developed by Sega. Uh, it was released in 1990. Um, some of the credits, Aaron, I don't know how much into the music you were for this one. Of course, it does say you know, the, the music was written by Michael Jackson. Um, you know, the concept of this game was uh, credited to Michael Jackson as well. And then uh, the price going for this as of October 28th, 2017. Uh, loose, this game is going for $34, and complete in box is going for $67. So, uh, nice. kind of neat story. I had some uh, GameStop credits uh, through the Power Up Rewards program, and um, they have some retro games on their uh, internet site. So, I was able to get a $20 gift certificate. They had the loose carts on GameStop.com for $34, believe it or not. And I ended up getting it. It came in really good condition. Uh, the label's clean. The cart's clean. So I was able to pick it up for like 15 bucks after my... Uh, wait, is that the math? Yeah, $15 <laughs> after my $20 uh, uh, credit there. So not 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 too bad. There's more expensive Genesis games. This is kind of on the upper end of the uh, price. But uh, ended up getting it for, you know, uh, for my collection pretty cheap. So there you go. So the story of this, I'm going to kind of read the Moby game synopsis of this. Uh, this is based on the Moonwalker uh, movie. So Michael Jackson's Moonwalker is based on the Michael Jackson movie. Mr. Big has kidnapped children and has nasty things in store for them, like drugging them and making them slaves. So it's up to Michael to use his magical powers and dancing talent to try to catch Mr. Big and rescue his little friends. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson can jump, throw magical stars, and dance to counter his opponents as he looks for hidden children. Stages come in various shapes and sizes, from some of Michael Jackson's hit videos, which takes place in the streets and in graveyards. So there you go. 
Uh, and then the controls real quick. We'll go over that before we jump into the gameplay. We got uh, A is your magic, B is your attack, C is your jump. And you can start and pause by the uh, start button there. So that's if you don't change the controls in the menu. So there you go. So gameplay. Uh, man, where do we start? This is a, To me, it's a platformer with some action built into it. Um, Michael Jackson uh, moves with some uh, interesting uh, attacks. He kicks with some sparkles coming out of his feet. <laughs> he punches and uh, does some little trolley moves, can get guys to dance. He can uh, throw his hat off his head with uh, the magic button kind of incinerates the uh, guys and uh, you know and, and then of course each level you're uh, going through um, different stories of the uh, of the stage trying to find the uh, children and when you do find them uh, you hear them go Michael and you say when you have a certain amount and at the end of each stage you uh, find your pet monkey which I can't remember his name you guys probably remember that monkey's name right Bubbles. bubbles. Even my kids do. Come on. Come on, man. My bubble, bubbles. My, my kids were like, it's Bubbles. The bubbles. I didn't know. I asked my wife, like, do you remember what that monkey's name is? She didn't know. Um, so you find him. He kind of points in the direction of where the uh, boss of that level is going to be. And that's how you beat each stage. So you guys fill in all everything I just missed there. That was kind of my little synopsis of how the gameplay goes. <laughs> So, girl, it seems like I feel like you're rescuing the same child over and over yeah. again. Uh, it's it's Katie from the movie. Is who I think it is because okay. there's three homeless children. Yeah. There's like uh, two boys and a little girl, a little blonde girl. And yeah, I feel like you know, it's just one girl over and over again. <laughs> Michael, Michael. Which is funny because of the arcade game, they had I, I, at least two or may, maybe all three of the children that that you rescued in the arcade game. And in this, you rescue the same girl every single time. But they created they the, the character for the little the little boy because at the if if you have you guys had yeah the very this? end of the game you see him dancing yeah you see him dancing so they created the character model and they just never <laughs> used them except for the, the credits at the end it's really it's strange weird. but um, what yeah, about the poor sure kid who's not that, in the game at all why they made that decision. Or Zeke. Yeah. <laughs> Zeke. <laughs> Here's got the names. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it was real funny. My five-year-old was playing yeah, this with that's me. That's actually better than me. <laughs> My five-year-old was playing this game with me, and he goes, Daddy, he's weird. <laughs> that was funny. Who, <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, he was kind of weird, but that's all right. <laughs> King of Pop, yeah. buddy. Yes. I gave my oldest son a history lesson. I had him watching some uh, Jackson Five videos, and then uh, I showed him, you know, Michael's first solo song, which I think was "The Way You Make Me Feel" was his first video without Jackson Five. And then I kind of went through the timeline of all my favorite songs from Michael Jackson. So, because he asked me, "Who's Michael Jackson?" I thought, "Nope, not in my house. We're gonna know who Michael Jackson is." <laughs> so you said "The Way You Make Me Feel," but I think that was. That was much later. I think that was nah, back. What was the? Oh, first no, you're thinking of off the wall. Okay, okay. Yeah, probably rock with you was his first rock video. with you off of uh, off the, off the wall. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyways. Well, he also had a, uh, well Ben, but I don't know if that counted as a Jackson Five song or a solo Michael Jackson song. I think it was considered solo Mike, but that was definitely in the Jackson Five days, yeah. and he was still a kid at that point. So. Right. Yeah, that's that's a weird one-off, I guess there. Yeah, it wasn't like off the wall was definitely when he was coming into his own, mm-hmm. starting his solo career per se. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, back to you, Nicholas Nickleby. Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought. Sorry, it, I just it had was... to correct you there. Oh, you're fine. 
I couldn't remember what video it was I showed him, but it was one of one of the first ones he did right after the Jackson Five. I can't remember what it was, but was he wearing a lot of sequins? I think that was the one. <laughs> it was probably Rock with You. He okay. had a tremendous amount of sequins on at that in yeah, that video. I had to show him the moonwalk. There were like a voiceover at the beginning where he's kind of talking in his high pitched <laughs> voice. So good. Even showed him the even showed him the duet good. with uh, Janet Jackson, the scream video. Oh yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's good one. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Mike. Absolutely. So, <laughs> what what do you guys think of like the in, like the uh, beginning of the game where it really reenacts the uh, smooth criminal with the uh, coin flick in the jukebox? Was there a Sonic sound in there? I heard it sounded like one of the rings from Sonic. It was a, was a well, Sonic thing. was not a thing yet. <laughs> Isn't that funny? This came out before Sonic the Hedgehog, so you'd have to say anything that was in Sonic. Oh, came from Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Kind, of, kind of like the Sonic Three soundtrack. Ooh. Right? What? <laughs> we we went into that. that was... <laughs> I'll deny that. No. <laughs> you, you know that's the sound is pretty similar when he flicks the coin yeah. to to the sonic ring sound, and um, I, I never actually made that connection until you just said that. Now I'm remembering <laughs> the sound in my head, and I'm like, yeah, I think you might be right. It's either it's really similar. Yeah. If it's not the same. If it's not the same, it's it's close. I just when I heard yeah. that, I thought, ooh, that's close. How about you know he comes in the beginning of the game you see the cutscene of the car turning into Michael that's 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 cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, uh, it's weird because in the Master System version he turns into the robot and then it turns into the car. Okay. Uh, it's like one big transformation, <laughs> which is kind of odd to me because like in this game you don't spend any time as the car like at all. You in the cutscene you do you fly off. Yep. But you don't get to be the car. I wanted to be the car. I wanted to have a racing level in here. <laughs> they needed that. That would have made that would have made it just the one notch above where it that is. That would have been a, a Sega CD if if this had come out maybe two years, a year later. It could have been a Sega CD launch title. Could have used the Batman Returns engine. It could have been amazing. It could have used actual um, Michael Jackson music on the soundtrack. Red Book Audio. Come on, Sega. <laughs> Send me back in time, I'll make it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. That would have been great. Just even a re-release on the Sega CD would have been nice. Yeah. Shoot, someone could still do it and get their pant suit off, but uh, it would be great. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's one of the reasons the cart probably cost so much money was the whole licensing thing. I was I was trying to find a, a ROM for this, and a lot of the ROM sites will uh, keep you from downloading like certain games because of licensing, and this was definitely one of them. So. I have the cart, so I'm and allowed to play. <laughs> Kind of like Shinobi, this game went through yeah. revision. Um, so there's an original revision re- revision of the game where you're in the graveyard and actually plays the thriller music, which makes a lot more sense than playing <laughs> another part of me in the graveyard. Yeah, um, very much so. Yeah, I don't know why Sega had to switch that because it, it just makes much more sense than yeah. thriller. But it's the same thing where I'm just like, you know what? Uh, where some of the songs playing don't exactly fit with the original music video, but I kind of let it slide. I'm like, okay, well, it's all part of this Moonwalker mishmash thing. So, yeah. yeah. And what, what were all the songs? Was it Smooth Criminal, Beat It, Another Part of Me, um, yeah, Billie Jean, Another Part of Me, Bad, uh, Billie Jean, and then Bad, Bad. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's That's about the five. Yeah. So Smooth Criminal was the first stage. That was what do they call it? The nightclub. I think they call it. Then Beat It was the second stage. That's the streets. 
Yeah. Yep. Trying to think of the names of all these. Then <laughs> three was another part of me, which should have been thriller. And you know, honestly, when you when you do your magic dance and you make all the zombies dance with you in the in the woods, the third stage, they even do the thriller dance. Oh, they do. But they still play another part of me. So, anyways, that's that's a shame. So the third one is is the woods. That's another part of me. And then the fourth stage is the caverns. That's Billy Jean. And then the fifth one is I think they call it enemy hideout. Um, and that is bad. So. Absolutely. Yep. Very cool. And you know, one of the things I, I do love about this game, um, you feel like you're Michael Jackson. I think the animations of him kicking and then doing the spins and even his walk, like your, your frontward walk's pretty much just the moonwalk forward. <laughs> his his walk is like the best animated walk in any game up to oh, yeah. the current oh, generation, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. It is it is I, the greatest think, walk uh... animation ever. Yeah, I, I think it was wasn't matched until you played Castlevania Symphony of the Night, like the Belmar seriously. Strut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think that's when it was like, hey, they're bringing back the, uh, you know, they're bringing back Michael Jackson walk here. <laughs> and I watched. Yeah. I was going to post it on the Genesis site, but there was some, uh, there was a few choice words in it. But I watched a, a teen, like a teen reacts video, and they were playing Moonwalker, which I thought was great. And uh, this little boy said, "Man, Michael Jackson walks with so much swag." <laughs> I thought that was cool. He does, yes. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I'll, I'll post that link on the uh, show notes. I didn't want to post it out there because yeah, one of the uh, one of the teens was saying some uh, good choice words, <laughs> but it was so good. There was this little like a little twelve year old boy was just, going, "Man, I love this game." He kept talking about it. So, it was really cool. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, that that's the main emphasis i think is style and nailed oh, the yeah. style of michael jackson and and just how much of a performer he was and the fact that it's kind of like a fist of the north star style where enemies just kind of bounce off the screen yeah so much when you <laughs> attack them it's, it's hilarious they just kind of fly up they fly off yeah it's like a little bit of last battle yeah fist of the north oh, star dude. i think is last battle is based off of yeah, that yeah. yeah or uh you know what it always kind of reminded me of uh and this is Kung Fu also maybe that. maybe that's what I'm gonna say Kung Fu <laughs> yes. on NES. So like it's kind of like Kung Fu, but like taken to the next level. It ha- it adds a lot more yeah. dimension to the game than, than Kung Fu. And you know I'm not gonna argue that it's a better game than Kung Fu because <laughs> I really love Kung Fu as well. But this game is is fantastic, and it always has reminded me of Kung Fu. Yeah, there is kind that. of that that resemblance to me. It's almost like Kung Fu. And rolling thunder, thunder and a little bit yeah. of elevator action, and that you kind of mess yeah. with the the background a bit and open doors and things. Yeah. And, and the good yeah. good thing about the controls and everything is it was you know that this is a this game's kind of a gimmick, right? But it controlled well. Like I felt like I never anytime I was going Michael and I jumped or I hit attack button, it seemed fair, seemed pretty responsive and everything. Um, there's a few things I probably would have changed, but I designed it like if I jumped an attack, I wouldn't have him do like a high kind of punch me about it make him do like a drop kick or something but, uh, and then you're... right i would have um yeah i think i would have mapped the main attack to be some sort of punch move yeah um or even just let him throw his hat by default um, yeah that'd be cool because i love throwing the hat like in this in the master system version you power michael up and he can just throw that hat as much as he wants and this one, it's kind of one of your magic moves where you kind of hold down the button and then you can throw it and it explodes. Enemies. It even takes health. Yeah, it even takes yeah. health just to throw your throw your hat. I wish yeah. it didn't take the health to throw the hat. Right. You know, I can understand the dance taking your health, but the hat, <laughs> yeah. The, throwing the hat is really is really great. It's really satisfying in the game. But I almost never use it because it takes your health and it doesn't do enough damage yeah. to make it worth taking your health. So it's like, 
I, I do it when I'm just wanting to screw around and have some fun <laughs> and see it, but I don't actually do it when I'm trying to beat the game because it's not advantageous to do so, but, you know, there, and, there's some curious design decisions on this game, but... Yes, uh, so, like, we're talking about controls. One of the curious design decisions where I think if they would have spent a little more time on it, they could have fi- fixed the stairs, and, and it's really stairs, only a problem yes. in level one and level five. Five. Yeah, yeah, it's just such a pain because if you want to go upstairs, you have to do. It's not like Castlevania, where I was just used to Castlevania. You you, you hold up and it doesn't do anything. You got to do diagonal. Yep. Mm-hmm. You lined up pixel perfect, almost diagonal to go <laughs> up the stairs. But what's great is unlike Castlevania, you can jump on the stairs all you want. Yep. Uh, the mm-hmm. only problem is when you're on stairs, even though you're part of the background, enemies in the foreground can still hurt you. So that's yeah. not so cool. Um, other control things. I like the fact that the game is called Moonwalker and it does what it says on the tin. Yes. You can moonwalk to your heart's content. I love and moonwalking. And back away from enemies and still be facing the same direction. Honestly, yep. I can only name maybe one other game off the top of my head on the Sega Genesis that lets you uh, moonwalk or lets you, <laughs> you know, be facing one Walk direction and, and and back up. And uh, I mean, maybe Slaughter Sport, but that's a terrible <laughs> game. No, I'm thinking of Alien Soldier. Alien Soldier lets huh, you do that. That's true. It's a six button game. Yeah, so. So that's nice, one yeah. that's one cool thing, but yeah, with the controls, um, most of it's pretty decent. I don't like that there's maybe this is a problem with games that are highly animated. For for the time, this was probably the the best looking home Sega Genesis game, um, just in terms of style uh, of the character and the fluidity of movement. Um, just on that note, some of the backgrounds kind of look very basic in this game, but character design was great. Um, I just don't like the lag between your kick and the magic coming out. There's kind of a small little piece of lag that really stinks when you get bombarded by 50 enemies who are ganging up on you on a boss section. Yeah. It's fine um, if you do the down and I do the same thing. punch attack. Yep, yep. Uh, that's, Crouch. that's how you have to survive yep. on certain well, sections. It, I was going to say, almost any quote-unquote boss stage where um, they really the bosses are just hordes of enemies except for three in, in the woods there's two just two guys that come after you after at the end of the, the the boss wave but it's really waves of enemies and that's my strategy almost every time is just get in the middle of the screen crouch down and spin back and forth and hit the attack button as fast as you possibly can going back and forth back and forth and as they they basically just walk into it every time and you know it's it's kind of a, a cheese way to cheese the game a little bit but it works so if you're wanting to beat the game that's kind of the strategy to go with or if you have lots of health you just hold down the a button and make everyone dance and die <laughs> make everyone dance, yeah. yes <laughs> start each one of those boss waves out with the dance and then clean them up with the, yeah. the crouch it always, back and it forth works on the the first boss battle and here's the thing that kind of aggravated me a little bit about the game was there's no actual boss battles, technically. There's maybe one, but there's no boss-specific enemies, really, um, except for one place where they're a color swap. Um, <laughs> there, there aren't any, except for the final area where you fight 
Mr. Big, I guess that makes sense. Where it's just like they they wouldn't introduce more actual bosses, I guess. I think in the arcade game, Mr. Big had different uh, machines he would be inside of. Like mechs, yeah. Yeah, mechs and stuff. And then you have to take him down in a plane. Uh, well, in, in this game you do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It was kind of interesting that th- there's kind of a repetitive quality to this because every time you beat a stage, you know, you collect all the children, the child, you collect all the Annies, <laughs> and then Bubbles jumps on your Bubbles shoulder short. and he's kind of pointing you where to go. You finally get to that place, and Joe Pesci comes out and he doesn't, there's no voice acting for him, unfortunately. There isn't in the arcade version, which is hilarious because it's so not Joe Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> at all. In this version, it's just a, a comic book style bubble that pops out and says. And- you won't catch me. You'll never, You'll catch, never me. catch me. Yeah. yeah. This, but it's like every single level, all five levels, and and that's every single, every single level of every single stage. He does the same exact thing, and that's repeated, yep. you know, five times, three times. So that's fifteen levels. <laughs> that he yep. does the same exact thing. It gets kind of gets old after a little while. I love that. I, I shower him with, with sprinkles every time <laughs> yeah. too. The, the, never hurts them. The the font on his comic book bubble is so cool there. <laughs> I don't know why. I I love that font. It just pops out. Yeah. Something stupid I recognize, but it is sizable. <laughs> but uh, I will say I do like the that there's variety in the in the enemies for the most part. I like that the first the first stage is really selling the game because everyone knows the. Uh, smooth criminal video and it's the closest you could get to a kid to being in the music video and getting to control michael you know you've got the the girder that kind of comes down um you know almost like a fire an inside fire escape ladder which is our fire escape staircase mm-hmm. that you use your magic to kind of make come down which that was the coolest thing um yeah. you know the fact that you can walk on pool tables and uh walk on the piano and you hear him walking over the keys and it plays the music all right so the main the main purpose of this game we've already mentioned but that's pretty much it for most of the levels is you have to um go find these annies um and they can be pretty well hidden that's the thing where there's no like easy way to tell unless you make yourself a map or you've just memorized the layouts of the game. It's the same every time, but you just systematically go through. Yeah. Right, and sometimes it's like killer cats, or it's <laughs> you know you open it and it's a bomb that uh, oh, bombs. has like one second Jackson radar or something, and just <laughs> knows where you are and comes towards you, like hops yep. after you. So that's frustrating. It, I will say it's less frustrating than the Master System version, where if you're in front of the door, at least in the Genesis version, there's a little bit of lag between when the enemy is in your face when he comes out the door. In the Master System version, they, the enemy pops out of the door without giving you any time to react, so you literally have to stand on the right side of the door when it opens, or the enemy will attack you right away. Mm. So, score one, Genesis. There you go. I've actually never played the Master System version, so I'm going to I'm gonna definitely it's, be picking that up and checking not, it out. 
I will say this. Um, it's not the smoothest smooth. Uh, it's not the smoothest Master System game. It doesn't run like 60 FPS like I think most games should on the system. So there's a little bit of choppiness, and I don't like there's a little bit of lag when you throw out your hat. Like you're forced to use the hat once you get it, and then it's it's harder to use than your punches and kicks. Uh, but it's still a pretty decent version of the game. Plays fairly similar. Some of the levels, like one takes place in kind of a parking garage, so that's a little different. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty similar. Uh, what I will say about the Genesis version, though, is first stage, my absolute favorite. Yeah. That's uh, agreed. Favorite, favorite, favorite. Um, I, I think. The second stage is cool. I love the music. I love the music on every stage, of course. Always my favorite thing. I, I, the music was great in this game. I thought Absolutely. it tran transferred really well. Um, considering Bad was mostly made on... I think there was a lot of Yamaha DX7. You know, FM style synths on the album. Um, and definitely more harder-edged anyway. So that style really fit well with the Sega Genesis. But um, as far as the gameplay goes, what I found was, yeah, I thought this game was great as a kid, but now, like, I just get frustrated at, well, first, the main thing I got frustrated with was the boss of level 3-2 once you're in the graveyard, <laughs> and this boss is basically, you knock out a whole bunch of zombies, and let's talk about these zombies real quick, okay? These are, like, no zombies I've ever had to fight in a video game because they're not trying to bite you they're kind of like those chinese undead creatures that kind of hop towards you <laughs> right um they kind of try and tickle you they just put their hands out and yeah laugh. they're just kind of they come towards you and then they jump towards you and then that's about it but here's the the rub uh in level 3t you get to the top you rescue the annies and then a whole bunch of them start popping out on the left and right side of the screen. Strategy is just get to the far left as soon as possible and then let them start flying towards yeah. you um, and, and knock them all out with your... Um, or stay in the middle and knock them all out with your hold down and attack button. And here's the thing. Uh, once they disappear, you have two zombies that suddenly don't follow the same patterns as the other ones you were just facing. So you can no longer hit them when they're jumping in the air, which was fun to find out. They're invulnerable. And then they actually throw half of their body like decap attack style at you. <laughs> they just fling their body towards you and it's like a boomerang effect and it pops back. The problem is there's two of them on the screen. So suddenly this game is like um, Dark Souls. You're out to fight two bosses at the same time. <laughs> which you're woefully underskilled and unprepared to do. Like, you just spent most of this game thinking, like, I'm the king of the world, you know, I'm the king of... I can defeat any enemy, this game's pretty easy. You get right here, this game... This is where the game kills you. Yeah. This is, like... This is where the moon, the real moonwalker starts to happen. And it's just because... You have to knock out one of those bosses as quick as possible, or you will not survive, because... They have an attack that's hard to jump over, and and um, when you can duck, it's okay. But they're never doing the same thing, and so one of them will be throwing like their body halfway up or at the top, 
and another one will throw on the bottom. And so you just kind of stuck and you have to, you know, use your special move or if you can land, uh, you know, your hat attack, that's great. But usually when I throw my hat, I, I get hit. You get hit like twice. So it's yeah, and frustrating. During my playthrough, I, I died probably twice. But I got really lucky on my third time. I ended up getting both of the zombies like right bus like right almost on top of each other. And I just got up in like a spam area at the edge of the level and was able to kick, 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 kick. And I ended up killing them that way. But it was very, very lucky. I don't know how in the world I even did it. But I was getting pretty yeah, frustrated that's the, too. It's hard to pull off, but that is definitely the easiest way to kill them. Yeah. You know, what what annoys me about those that boss fight specifically is that even if you can save the majority or all of your health for those two guys, and then you pull your special dance move, which takes half of your health, yeah. and you you make those two zombies dance, they'll dance, but it doesn't kill them. It's not enough damage to actually kill them. So then, after losing half your health doing that special move, you still have to fight them, and they still rip themselves in half and throw them at you, and one's going high, one's going low, you're trying to duck one and then jump over the other, and there's not enough time in between those to do it. It's super frustrating, and you're going to take damage. You know, Even though I've beat this game, I still die from those guys all the time it's you know the, the times where i know i'm going to beat the game and i uh am, am doing a run to beat it is when i get to those guys and i am able to pull off what you, you just said nick you're able to pull them off get them off to the side and and just spam them on the edge of the screen and, and you can kill them pretty quickly that way um if you can pull that off and then it's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna have enough lives and everything to beat the game um but if you know i've had times where still even like i said having having been somebody who beat who's beat this game multiple times I I've had times where I've just my game has ended right there three two three three right there it's like oh, well I guess I'm not gonna finish this game this time so that is that is the hardest boss by by far in the game even even all the way down to Mr Big at the very end of the game so yeah well, once I beat that I thought gosh the boss battles are just gonna get much harder after that no not really it just seems like okay no. and and then the areas where you can get all the most of your enemies on one screen and do the dance you know, it kind of helps out but I tend to not do that because I'm always especially if I can't remember what the boss was I usually just try to do the other uh, strategy where you kind of duck down and use the uh, the duck attack back and forth back and forth back and forth no what I what I found after that it was pretty much just the levels that got frustrating like the cavern level having to pop in like now the game's changed a little bit. Cool. Um, but now you're oh, you're going inside every single cave wall and it pops into a different room. And um, a lot of the rooms, after you've seen about four of them, you've seen them all. <laughs> they right. just start repeating. Yep. And so you're just going through these rooms where there's a whole bunch of enemies in them. And so you... I have to dodge real quick and then see if uh, you see an Annie in the room. If not, you just kind of pop your head back out. Yeah, you don't want to try to kill everybody, that's for sure. Problem, just go through the door. The problem with this level is there's like each level has about 25 to 30 <laughs> caves to pop your head in, and it's just like, yep. come on. It's kind of got frustrating to me after a while. And you always seem to to get down to like one Annie left that you know you have to find because you have a little meter at the bottom of the screen showing you how many you found and how many yeah. you still have left. And there's always like one or two left and you think you you've find gone through every cave way. and then yes. you're like, you're re-going through them all. So there might be 20, 25 caves, but you're going yes. through each one like three times because it's like, I thought I've gone through this one, but I guess I haven't because I still have an Annie on this thing. 
You, you missed a hidden wall somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, or the waterfall in... in oh, yes, yeah, the yeah, waterfall is the worst because yeah. I was like, wait, I can go on the waterfall? Maybe so, man. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, pro tip, anybody. If you were down to one ante in level 4-3, go check out the waterfall. Hit up on the waterfall, and you can actually go behind there. So, yeah. Shocker. <laughs> and then level level uh, five, um, you know, first oh. first stage start starts off okay, not yeah, not bad, not, not, not bad, not bad. And, and then the game is like, oh, you thought that was, you thought you were good, huh? Well, guess what? Now we're gonna have turrets, lots <laughs> yep. of turrets, and we're gonna have teleporters, and uh, you're gonna get lost. But especially yeah. the turrets and the conveyor belts, uh, this was just like a, a huge ocean nightmare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> workman's comp waiting to happen and wherever oh, yeah. these guys are working it's, they're not getting paid enough because it's just lasers of death everywhere at their headquarters yeah. uh, you know, conveyor belts with no no discernible point for having them other than to just tick you off um, mm-hmm. and then these turrets that you have to kind of jump kick and destroy or else they will just cause you much pain much pain yep. <laughs> Yeah, and then I always seem to even even today I always seem to just get lost with the the teleporters because it's hard to keep track of where each teleporter is going to take you. It's like okay, this one takes me up one level and over to the right, and this one takes me down two levels and to the left, you know, and each one takes you to a different spot. You just try to like you know where you got to go. It's like okay, I got to get up to this one on the middle of the level on the far left, and you try all these different teleporters and they're taking you to different places that are not where you want to go. So yeah, it, it can get a little little frustrating. It's it artificially lengthens the game, and uh, it can be it can be a little frustrating. So it again some curious design design decisions, but um, but the core gameplay is is pretty great. And the good thing is the whole time you're playing, you get to listen to the music, and yeah. that's, that's a yeah, much more fun. And, and I think the music is what saved it for me. Often mm-hmm. is that if I was getting frustrated with the gameplay. You know, my kids were sitting there right with me. Uh, and they, both of them were sitting there with me, and uh, well, my older two, and they were both uh, humming the tunes <laughs> right along with me. It was That's great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, it's one of those games, too, where I, I find myself just kind of, I think it, uh, Drew mentioned this earlier, just kind of forgetting about everything. It's not, it's nothing overly complicated where you have to sit there and wonder what you're doing next. And you know, I, I tend to just kind of go to the lowest level of whatever level I'm at, um, especially in the uh, the club. Just kind of find every group, you know, Andy that I can and go all the way up from that point forward. So there's not a lot of thinking, but it's it's kind of a nice, just relaxing game in my opinion, <laughs> just to kind of sit back and yep. and like you said, my, my my wife was sitting there uh, beside me when I was playing it. And she was starting to sing all the songs with me. So that really, that the music part really really helped it. And and like you mentioned, Aaron, it. The other Michael Jackson songs, but they also did a very good job of transferring it over to the Genesis sound. That it had a yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Been a I mean, lot play worse. the Master System version, and you realize that yeah, the Sega Genesis chip was much better suited. Yeah, because uh, the Master System just feels like the sounds coming out of a toy. Yeah, and, and th- th- <laughs> thank goodness it wasn't like a dying cat sound for the uh, melody of the songs, you know. Yes, <laughs> yes, they did very, very good job. Uh, of yeah. translating the, the the smooth criminal awesome sounds smooth criminal yeah <laughs> pretty pretty decent renditions in my book yeah absolutely yeah yeah 
And I don't know if you all mess with the two-player very much. Um, it's basically. Uh, I tried it out just once, and I did notice that it's not it's not simultaneous. It's more of a, you know, you once it goes to the second player, it's alternating. They become a, yeah, a red. red suit. My red suit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. I have actually never played the, the two-player version of this, so yeah, it, um, a... I've seen the option, but I never played it. So See, I've it's, never it's died. <laughs> Mario Brothers never died. I've never died. Never died so. this game, so I've just like on Super Mario Brothers. I, I never knew injured. Luigi existed because I never died. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was always confused why they said two player because I just go through the whole game and never see the second player. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's definitely it's a uh, hand hand your controller to your to your pal two players as well, so you don't even need two controllers. That's funny. <laughs> check that out i'll to just put it on two player and just play myself yeah. both guys yeah and, and i had a, a few notes about the sound effects um and i thought they were pretty good for the most part but did you guys notice the dogs in this game didn't really sound like dogs like it just sounded i don't know every time i'd hear that dog i thought that isn't a dog what the heck am i getting chased by so, i don't know I thought that <laughs> they was a, are a little weird a little weird okay. yeah, it's a little weird yes but i don't know they're still pretty cool <laughs> especially when you make what? them dance there you go. I was going to say, what makes up for it, no matter what the sound is, once you make the dogs dance and you get 20 dogs on the screen dancing with you, yeah. it, it's, it makes it all worth it. And then seeing them fly out the screen, it's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, now, now come to think about it, with the with the uh, boss level, that is the dog. With, we have to kind of kill the gray dog, get rid of all the other ones. Uh, that one kind of stunk, too. I wasn't real good at that. So I, don't, I, don't, I think I got lucky on that one, too. It's a lot worse than the Master System version because... You're kind of, um, I think you're, you're, you're stuck with the hat, and the problem is uh, you can't hit the dogs until they jump up, so they're just really frustrating <laughs> to hit. Yeah. Not so bad in this one, not, not terrible. Yeah. Cool. Very interesting. Did you guys yeah, ever I... uh, play the, you guys ever played the PC or the Amiga version, right? I saw the PC version. I don't know. If, are, are they the same? Because the version they're, I saw—they're the same. Um, they're a different version, but they're—they uh, were done by like a a, a computer company. Uh, but they—they they definitely they're more true to the spirit of the actual Moonwalker movie in that they incorporated stuff from like Speed Demon, you know, with the weird uh, claymation animations. Oh wow. Um, and they, they actually incorporated more of the movie, whereas the safe stuff, they just did the smooth criminal stuff, right? Okay. With, with Joe Pesci. Mm -hmm. uh, because that stuff really only takes up about 20 minutes of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, this definitely plays better yeah. than that does. It had like the the Hotline Miami top down kind of view, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, for part of it, it goes top down and then it goes side scroller. Um, yeah, so it, it kind of switches things up. And then at one point, you're I think you're in a turret kind of. <laughs> yep, that's awesome. I'm gonna have to check that out. I have actually never seen or played that um, that version or. I yeah, I've only seen it on YouTube. I, I didn't even know it existed until I was older. Because <laughs> well, I'm so old. Because you're so old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was older when I first discovered those games, too, because I just discovered them tonight when you talked about them. So. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And now you're... So, 
Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, so a couple other notes that I was going to just go over with the game here um, that I appreciated. So did you guys notice that once Michael's health is in the red, you no longer have the sparkles yeah. that shoot out of you? Yeah. And one thing, one thing I noticed at that point is your fighting animation changes, and instead of like your finger point with the sparkles coming off, it actually changes to an actual real punch. Punch, yeah. So, yeah, so I thought, well, that'd be kind of cool if he actually punched the whole time, <laughs> you know, had the actual punch animation, because it's a it pretty good-looking punch. Yeah, it makes it more like the Master System version, too, there, because that version doesn't have sparkles at all. No sparkles. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And then and, um, the other thing that I that I like that you had mentioned with the Master System version, where like if you open a door and there's a guy, an enemy behind the door uh, that comes right after you, it hurts you right away. And this one it gives you a little bit of time. But when uh, an enemy gets really close to yours, comes out um, from a door or something you release, if they're right up on you, you don't do the full kick animation. You do that kind of Michael Jackson half knee kick type of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot quicker of, a, of an animation. So it's like it's a quicker attack. So I thought that was pretty cool. So I actually thought they did a really good job overall on the animations on Michael's animations and having different animations for different types of attacks that you do with Michael as well as different walks obviously his forward swag walk his moon walk <laughs> you know I thought I thought they did a really good job a good job of writing with all that it really does truly make you feel like Michael Jackson between his animation his look and then the music of the game you feel like Michael Jackson playing through a adequate game Absolutely. <laughs> is, is really what it is you know yeah. uh, it's it's fantastic michael sights and sounds then the rest of it's just an adequate game it's it's not great it's not bad it's just there um who's bad but who's bad <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you I, I think that's the biggest thing i took from playing this game was that it didn't just cash in on the on the celebrity like Sega was doing at the time. You know, we, we talked about Buster Douglas last time and definitely didn't feel like I was boxing as Buster Douglas. But uh, this game definitely has, you know, I'm Michael Jackson. And, uh, you know, <laughs> dude, I'm Michael Jackson. I'm about to bust some people up here. <laughs> it's kind of neat how he has that overpowered sense, which I think kind of comes from that crazy mind of Michael Jackson. He had a very, uh, very interesting uh, sense of imagination as well uh, with this concept of this game and the movie and everything. But uh, it definitely felt like I was playing a Michael Jackson video game, which was really cool. Really loved that yeah. part. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Aaron's over like, like same. <laughs> Disagree. <No>. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, um... I don't know if that it kind of wraps up my notes. I don't know if you guys got anything to add. We can go right into the uh, next segment if you're ready. Let's go for it. Yeah, All right. I think that's everything I have too. So sweet. Did we talk? We didn't talk about actually one one other thing. Um, so I know somebody had mentioned in the comments on the game um, about turning into Mecha Michael, <laughs> yeah. which yes. you can Mecha you Michael. can do in it's the common. arcade game, and they're like, I don't think you could do it. You can do it in you this can. game. Uh, you have to catch the falling star, or let you know, jump into the falling star and let it hit you, essentially. Yep. Um, and I think it's only in two spots. I don't know if you guys found any others. It's in mm, on two spots. I can only in yeah. graveyard it's in the and third us. graveyard, and then in the hideout. You know, in yeah. the second or the third and the fifth stages. Yeah. What did you guys think of actually controlling Michael with when he turns into Mecha Michael? I thought the animation got stiffer. Yep. And he got slower. And yep. I like the ability to like shoot everything in like eight different directions. That was great. Yeah, that was. Cool. But man, did that robot just <laughs> kind of clunk along? 
it, it was, was cool that it would uncover the positions of of the Andes, except for the fact that they didn't stay uncovered. Them. Yeah, and you yeah. can't collect them, so it's kind of useless. <laughs> yeah, it's very useless. I never even catch it because, like, it, it just it it's, there's no point. I mean, you can right, you enemies can kill keep respawning anyway. Yep, they respawn. The enemies respawn. And you still have to go find all the enemies. So <laughs> it's just a quick waste of time. Is really all it is, and with pretty really much. stiff controls that are pretty awful. But it looks kind of cool. And if you're if you're showing the game off to somebody or you're playing with somebody, it's a fun little distraction. But otherwise, Mecha Michael is kind of a waste of time. So <laughs> yeah, that's the only other thing I could think of that I wanted to to bring up. Well, here's another thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I'm trying to remember <laughs> the name of the car. Okay, I'm going to find it. Uh, what was it? Oh, the car had a name. I can't remember. Yes, it did. It was an Italian sports car. It was a Lancia Stratus Zero. Ooh, sounds nice. There you go. It was a concept car. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. The only time you get to see it in this game or this version is in the cutscene, I guess. Yeah. You want to call it a cutscene. Yes, sir. All right. You guys ready for some achievements? I'm ready. All right. I am too. Retrofitted achievements. The Genesis Gems Retrofitted Achievements. All right. I only came up with uh, three this time. Oh, nice. I think I have, like, one, maybe two. <laughs> well, um, I'm kind of embarrassed to say I may have, like, 12. <laughs> well, I remember, I think you had, like, what, <laughs> six or seven for the two-dude show? I figured you'd have a good bit for this. <laughs> yeah. I kind of have, like, 12, so I don't have to go over all of them. I can, I can, I can pick and choose if the segment's going to run too long. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we can, uh... We can just all kind of, we'll, we'll, I'll just say all mine at once, and Eric can say all his, and you can just kind of take it over from there. <laughs> all right, I guess that works. So, uh, my first one I called uh, Monkey Walk, and that's still in the moonwalk with bubbles on your shoulder. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, my second one is a Flying DeLorean. Haven't seen one of those in 30 years, and that's uh, seeing the cutscene when Michael turns into a uh, flying car. Yeah, there you go. Back to the Future reference there. And uh, <laughs> the next one is uh, called uh, No Stairway or Moonwalking, and that's finding the uh, no, mo no moonwalking signs in the uh, caverns. So, there you go. Nice. <laughs> I was wondering what those were. <laughs> yeah, there were no moonwalking, and all you got to do is jump on them, and they open up a new cave. Yeah. So, yeah. so Aaron, you got all one? Right. Is that what you got? Uh, I've got at least one. <laughs> and... Uh, Let's see. So my first one is Dance of the Doggos. And that's uh, <laughs> doing your, your magic uh, your magic dance that uh, makes all the, the dogs start dancing <laughs> in uh, level two, which is great. Nice. And, and then my other one was uh, Spider Strut, which is very similar. Uh, play on the theme, which is watching the spiders dance, which is great too. I just love that these. I've uh, never done that. Yeah, you can make the oh, spiders really? dance too. Pretty... <laughs> I've never done. I'm gonna have to go back and do that. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. What I kind of wish is you could get the turrets to dance. That would be like the ultimate. 
The oh, characters that would spun around. Uh, that would have been great. Um, my final achievement is shoot the core, uh, which is a uh, get to the end where the game kind of turns into a uh, turns into Star Wars for some reason. And uh, are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> the first-person space shooter all of a sudden, and this is kind of what the um, I remember like Super uh, Super Star Wars did that too, where it was like the whole game's a side scroller, and then suddenly you've got to pilot the you know uh, fighter. I forgot what it's called. Um, you're not flying the Millennium Falcon. What are you flying? Um, End of Star Wars. There. What's he flying? I can't. I don't remember the Star Wars vehicles' names. I'm sorry. The X-wing was it? Was it the X-wing? Yeah. It yeah, was X-wing. X-wing sounds right. Yeah, and it was an X-wing, and uh, it, it kind of reminded me of how both of these games do that, where it's like, you know what? We're a side scroller most time, and then suddenly, <laughs> nope. Now we're a space flight game. Yeah. Yep. There you go. All right. Well, good job. Good job, guys. <laughs> so again, I, <laughs> I kind of went a little overboard I think but I just kept thinking of more so I went with the theme of Michael Jackson's songs as my achievements so the first one is want to be starting something and that's start the game then uh, black or white which is play the game on a black and white TV done that I played NBA Jam on a black and white TV (laughs) did you? Uh, in the closet which is release all of the enemies from the closets in stage one. Uh, Blood on the dance floor, which is finish a stage by defeating all of the enemies using your special dance move. Uh, Streetwalker, which is uh, not a very well-known Michael Michael Jackson song. Streetwalker, which is beat stage two, which is the streets. Uh, Invincible, catch a shooting star, because I think when you're Mecha Michael, I'm pretty sure you're invincible at that time. Um... (laughs) Rockin' Robin, that is killing one of the birds on stage three that come after you. <laughs> uh, Leave Me Alone, that is defeat the final wave of enemies on any stage by just crouching and using your magic to push all the guys away from you. That's that's similar to Stop Talking. Stop Talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rock With You, uh, which is kick one of the rocks down, rocks down or into enemies on stage four, the caverns. Um, the Lost Children, Rescue All the Children, or Annie in the Game, all of those. And last two, Gone Too Soon, that's Beat the Game. And then Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, that is immediately start the game over after beating it. That's a song there I showed go. my son, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, okay. Is that one of his first videos? <laughs> it is, Okay, yes. okay, that's what I was trying to yeah. think of, okay. That's off off the wall. <laughs> Wait. I think Andrew takes home the platinum <laughs> for this. Oh no, that's S Trophy's achievements. What is it? What's the thousand gamer point achievement for Xbox? Anyways, <laughs> let's uh, I don't know. let's ask that big question: Is Michael Jackson's Moonwalker a gym? Is this game of Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? Uh, the critical reception in Moby Ranks. Uh, Crap, I lost it. <laughs> Let's look it up real quick. No. I have the uh, review here. Look how quick I am on the internet. I might want to edit this out. I'm that fast. Genesis. It was 
a whopping 66 out of 100, so uh, not too bad. Um, had a real cool uh, review here from EGM, which I love EGM uh, back in the day. Yeah, that's my favorite magazine as a kid. This was from 1990. It said, uh, Moonwalker is a game that touches on all the best parts of most hit games and is constructed fairly well. Its problems rest in multiple options that bring more confusion than action. The graphics and sound are good, but the game is repetitive. So it was kind of in the middle. I think they actually rated it like a 7 out of 10, a 6 out of 10, something like that. Uh, our listeners, um, if you guys would like to give some feedback, make sure you join our Facebook group uh, at uh, facebook.com slash group slash Genesis Gems. And uh, we're going to read those here now. So we had quite a few on this one. There's a lot of memories and a lot of stuff on this. And I'm ad-libbing because my computer is loading slow. So here we go. <laughs> here it is. Uh, the first one comes from Ian McGarry. He says, it's not bad. Shimon. Um, also says, it's not black or white. It's 100% gem. Uh, Nick Mellon says, obvious gem. Is ob- obvious Jim is obvious. Uh, Christopher Kellogg says, Oh wow, I love this game. I don't really know why because the game isn't that great. I think it's the music. Best Genesis soundtrack ever. Better than Sonic 2. Uh, Stephen Miranda says, Jim. Trevor Franklin says, Oh man, Andrew Coed's going to be on. Plus, I have a funny story about the game. And I need to plug Retro Bliss. Uh, what do I talk about? Okay, I need to plug Retro Bliss, so I won't do that. Everyone knows to tune in for a weekly dose of retro game reviews and Woody Banner every Tuesday. And really, the story is just that I saw the game at a pawn shop when I was a teenager, and in my head I thought it said Michael Jordan Moonwalker, so I asked, so I asked to see it. The guy who worked there laughed at me, but then gave me the game for free because he couldn't sell a Michael Jackson game apparently, complete in box. So that just leaves Andrew Coed. Hey, Andrew, what's up? Played anything good lately? Also, Moonwalker is a good game. Maybe not quite a gem, but then again, I sold it years ago like a stupid idiot, so I can't say for sure. Wow, <laughs> got tongue tied on that one. Uh, Emmanuel Jordan says it was life as Jackson, as a Jackson fan, the reason why I bought a Genesis. Um, Marlon Papuche, I'm never gonna say that right. Pop, did I say that right, Aaron? Yeah, he's he's the guy. He's my buddy who uh, I collaborate with him sometimes yeah. with uh, Relay Bros, and then he does a Mega Drive profile, which is actually doing pretty well on YouTube lately. Cool, cool. Uh, it says Jim, kind of weird how you had to rescue kids though. Ha 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 ha. Okay, we'll stop that, there. See, that, that controversy <laughs> wouldn't happen for a few years. You're so exactly right. We were, we were a few years off, so <laughs> if we put this in context, it wasn't it wasn't so weird considering what that was the whole plot of the, the movie, yeah. well, the little short film. Uh, Joe Coppola says, This was and still is a gem for me, and I had the original release with the original music. Love making everyone dance and watching them blow up. <laughs> Oh, hey, this one sounds familiar. Andrew Coed says, I was not very optimistic that this game could be a gem when I picked it. I was hoping to avoid garbage status, but seeing the comments so far has had my hopes up. Come on, everyone, keep the gems comment rolling in. Uh, Timmy Max says, I can't wait to hear you guys talk about this one. I have had limited time with this game, but it's a solid platformer with good controls, and it's just fun. One I need to revisit. I'll see Jim. Jackson Sanal says, Jim for three reasons. The, the soundtrack, the special dancing moves... And to see an animated Michael say, ooh. <laughs> uh, Chris Vanderhoff says, it's a man in the mirror. That's that's good. <laughs> Rich VD says, good, but I've only played the first few levels. I'd say Jim if you could turn into an MJ robot like in the arcade. And it looks like Andrew says, you can. You catch a shooting star and you are Mecha Michael. Uh, Brian Bowen says, definitely a gem. I was so impressed with the music, couldn't believe those were MJ tunes coming through my Genesis. Uh, Rich VD comes back and says again, guess I'm going to have to play it again and power through it. It's a gem then. Uh, Jim Jones says, love this game. Jim. It's a Jim Jones gem. Uh, Chris Vanderhoff says, never played it. Is it any good? Make it a VR game. 
Yeah, that was the last one there. So. I was like, ah, oh, cut the VR stuff. <laughs> and so, some games, maybe the last part of this game, maybe. Maybe. But I was just like, yeah, this this game could not work in VR. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do I think this game's a gem? I absolutely do think this game is a gem. Uh, a lot of reasons. One being, it's Michael Jackson. How can it not be a gem? <laughs> no, but actually, I think the gameplay is very, very solid. Uh, it's a game with. To, to me, it's, it has a lot of uh, playability. I can definitely play it more than once. I actually powered through to the cavern about three different times in the past week, so I never made it any further than that. I've never actually beat this game without save states. I beat it with save states many years ago, so uh, hats off to you, Drew, for actually being able to get through that game with those save states, I hope. Um, but I definitely think it's a gem. Music's great. The uh, stages, I thought, were very good. Uh, there is some you know, repetitive things, but I, I do like the exploration of the stages. Uh, something about not just going to the right and uh, beating a game uh, has a lot of appeal to me, so definitely like that uh, about it. Um, there are some things about the game that it could have been better. Like we mentioned, I think the jump attack's a little worthless in some cases, unless you're jumping up to a uh, higher platform. Uh, the kick attack, I think, could have been more of a straight punch. Uh, things like that could have been improved a little bit, but I think as far as the game as a whole, I would call it a gem for sure. Um, for me... Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I thought it was a gem. Now, with the passage of time, uh, I think it's just good. And that's really hard to say because I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. Um, if I was just going on the strength of the music alone, I would say absolutely a gem. Um, and the presentation, um, I, I'd say two out of three things in this game are amazing. But the third thing kind of brings it down a little bit for me, which is the repetitive nature of the gameplay which what i find is i would rather listen to the soundtrack of the game than have to play through the game again <laughs> maybe that sounds bad but uh it was pretty decent for an early especially for an early genesis title i would say it plays pretty well all things considered um but yeah i what I don't like is just kind of having to poke through every nook and cranny to find a nanny. Uh, see what I did there? <laughs> that rhymed, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't even plan that. But it, it just gets frustrating after a while, especially when you get to a place like the cavern where you just get lost and just like uh, maybe Annie just Annie doesn't want to be found, okay? You know, maybe I don't care if she's okay. Maybe she can just <laughs> be on her own, do whatever she wants. Um, yeah, no, I just, after a while, the gameplay got a little shallow for me. And sometimes shallow's okay. I like shallow. Um, you know, I'm a shallow guy, so. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it's really, whew. No, uh, stop talking. No. Yes, yeah, stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> no, I just say it's it's a solid game. I, it's gonna be go at the top of my good list. Almost a gem, probably right underneath that last gem on our list. Oh, cool. It's gonna sit for me. Oh, I shouldn't give that away then. Okay. <laughs> well, I would say it is a gem. Um, although I can't disagree with anything you said there, Aaron. To be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, I am pretty shallow, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, like I said, I, I think I've been before. I think it is it is a game with a great soundtrack, 
that really makes you feel like you're playing as Michael Jackson with some great animation. And those two things are pasted on an otherwise mediocre game. Honestly, like if there was, you know, if, if, if you take off the frustration of getting down to like one or two Annie's left in a particular level and trying to find them and having to go backtrack and go through all the same places you've already gone through and just that frustration. If you take that out, um, if they had a, a clever way of doing that, whether there was some hint system to reveal her or you can call bubbles to point you towards the last <laughs> Annie or something, uh, that would really help. Uh, that would have that would have made the game even better. But I'm still going to say Gem, um, especially just because this this is a game that I can pop in and even even if I'm not really wanting to go through the frustration of you know some of the later levels like the caverns or, or the hideout um, I can play that first stage yeah. over and over again just play that nightclub listen to that music see the animations it's easy enough to find all the annies it's easy enough to do all this stuff um, and and you really get the feeling of that smooth criminal video you get the, the song and you get the feeling of playing as Michael Jackson. And since Michael Jackson is the same in stage one as he is in stage five, there's no, you're not missing anything by skipping those other levels. You can just play that first level and just get your little Michael Jackson fix on and, and move on with your day. So I'm gonna say it is a gem for me. Um, and it, you won't convince me otherwise, even though intellectually I may know that this game has some problems, but I love I mean, it. You know, the arcade uh, version is better. You know, I I agree. <laughs> I love the arcade version. We'll have to, we'll, we'll have to cover it. that cover that on the Patreon episode on these days. I need to play that again. I love that one. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay. What I do one more thing I do like is the fact that when um, bad plays, they they time it perfectly so that the vocal sample of Michael Jackson saying "Who's bad?" Who's bad? comes in perfectly in the song. <laughs> It's like a nice, very nice touch. There you go. Does that make it a gem there for you? No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, since, you, since you're outnumbered, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lay the By gavel everybody, down. Everybody. Every single person. <laughs> I was shocked about how many, how much positive uh, feedback we got comments there. Hey, That's pretty awesome. Funny thought. What, what what other Sega game is Michael Jackson in later in later years? Um, so he's in Ready to Rumble Boxing 2. Okay, there you go. Yes, on Sega Dreamcast. Yep. Space Channel. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Space Channel 5. Yep. 5, yeah. Yeah, Space Channel. Love that game. Yeah. Love that game. Anyways, that's we're going to lay the gavel down and call this game a gym. All right. So, Andrew, Drew, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, definitely love having well. you. We've uh, I've, I've bragged on him before. Love his positive energy he brings to our uh, our community every time we have a new member he always uh, comments on the uh, post he's always got such good things to say uh, left us a great comment and itunes supports us on patreon so couldn't thank you enough man for really just supporting us and uh, helping us grow the community i think every positive uh, person out there uh, really helps the community grow and makes it a good place you know it's a just gems community is a really safe place i think uh, gets gets my mind off of the busyness of life and the, all the drama that can be around us in the uh, in the news and things like that. So, I uh, definitely appreciate your uh, positive presence out the uh, presence out there. <laughs> I really do. Uh, well, thank you. I, I appreciate those kind words, and you know, I'm just very happy that you guys exist. I I found you not that long ago in retrospect, and um, you know, it was right at the right time when I needed to find you guys, and and I'm just happy you do what you do, and I want to make sure you continue to be able to do what you do. So uh, I'm very happy to be able to support you guys on Patreon and 
Um, for those who are not Patreon members, it's totally worth it. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the benefits that they offer out there are, are worth your worth your money. It is not that much, and you get to make sure that they keep getting the show out there and and uh, keep the show rolling. So um, I, I highly recommend anybody to do that. So definitely, thank you guys for for having me and, and allowing me to be part of the community. It, it, it's it's a great place for me um, to kind of escape, you know, the stresses of everyday life. Yeah. You know, just have a little fun and um, reminisce on on things that that are near and dear to my heart. You know, the, the games that I grew up with and, and love, and and uh, just bring joy to to a lot of people. And you know, I'm included in those. So thank awesome. you. Awesome. And I I just want to say, uh, if you're not a co-host on a show, you should be because you've got a natural <laughs> absolutely <laughs> podcasting ability. Is what I find. You're very easygoing. Yeah on the show and, and uh, you didn't make it hard on us at all so really appreciate it oh well thank you guys I yeah I mean I am not a, not a host or anything on any kind of podcast um, so you never know what the future will bring maybe maybe someday I've thought about you know I, I mentioned when I was on the two dudes show that you know one of the reasons why I'm getting back into retro gaming is because I want to collect and play a lot of co-op games uh, with my son as he gets older, and he's yeah. only two and a half right now, so he's a little young to play. But <laughs> he'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll get there. And you know, maybe maybe a few years down the road, if uh, if if he gets into it and he's he's into it like I am, maybe we could do a little podcast with him and I, and yeah. we could play the old games that I played with as a kid and get his fresh perspective as a five or six year old playing the same games and and my forty something year old self doing the same <laughs> thing. And that could be that could be kind of fun. So I, I've awesome. considered doing that. So. But I don't. I don't know if I really want to put my kid out there in the public eye either. So, well, yeah, we'll I have the same same issue where it's like my kids are like, "Dad, can we can we do a YouTube show?" Because they've been watching a lot of Minecraft videos, and uh, I've let them come on Twitch with me once, and I'm like, uh, I don't know this kind of touchy area. And then I'm over here. I let my son go viral <laughs> on a video yeah. where he's playing a fake uh, guitar on a shovel. That's right. <laughs> Which I've seen that video. That's a pretty fantastic video. So. He's uh, you know, he's gonna be eight years old here soon. <laughs> Every time he sees it, oh, he's, wow. like, he's like, "Daddy, I don't want people to see that." I'm like, uh, twelve twelve point <laughs> four million just saw it. So sorry, buddy. <laughs> sorry. Oh wow. Well. Yeah, that's a good, great little clip there. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that old. Wow. Yeah, I posted it years ago. So it's funny how and it. So it, it kind of jumped up there now. Yeah, yeah. It's well, we uh, I signed over the rights to a company called Storyful. And they've been uh, marketing for it, so we've we've made a couple hundred dollars off of it. It's pretty cool. Should have another check nice. coming soon uh, for this. They they uh, sold it to another company uh, that shows like babe, funny baby videos, and that latest video has like twelve point five million views or something crazy. So I don't know oh, what crazy. don't know what the math is on that one, but they said we should be getting another check in the next few months. So pretty cool. But uh, nice. hey, we had a poll out there. Uh, our next game is a listener yeah. pick. So uh, the poll consisted of three games. Uh, I think it was True Lies, uh, The Adventures of Mighty Max, and Shining in the Darkness. So I closed that poll right before we recorded. Very polarizing choices here. Polarizing, yeah. <laughs> I closed the poll, and thank God it wasn't Mighty Max. Uh, we actually will be playing Shining in the Darkness next, so that's going to be pretty cool. Um, I had bought that game about six, seven months ago, because uh, I figured we'd end up playing it soon. I don't might be the first time we're really doing a big RPG, well, I don't know big, but uh, an RPG like this, so that's going to be kind of exciting, so stay tuned for that. We'll be prepping for that. You guys will see the post go up soon, whether it's a gym, not, whatever, and uh, get ready for that one. That'll be fun. 
Alright. So, guys, you have anything else before we close this thing out? Uh, no. Um, just thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate your support. And hope you enjoy... Uh, well, if you jump on Patreon, you'll get to hear another awesome Patreon episode. So, please sign up. I am looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to say is just in the immortal words of Nesta Robert Marley, live the life you love, love the life you live. I like it. <laughs> cool. Well, guys, we will catch you all later. like to give a big thank you to the following patrons chris vanderhoff jared adams daniel tolan andrew coed tyler j stephen govditch chris fox brody pedal otto gregerson jim jones jim matt daly ian mcgarry classic gaming quarterly timothy mcgowan cutta nz17 brett hill ross beck alex bastian nocera alex ray jason wilson bradley smith trevor franklin andy layton john grayson joshua witt landon long and michael